Welcome to the Boxing Life Podcast, where we talk about everything from boxing to business. Fighting Manny Pacquiao is, is an experience. It's not a fight. Mindset to money. I, I think any business, you have to make it someone's third place. Speaking to some of the world's most interesting people. So that would be considered an example of a biohack, where I'm hacking my biology. From Sutherland, England. Now living in Los Angeles, California. You put him in the ring with me in his day, and I'm talking his best day, and I'm 50 right now. I will knock him out. Here's your host, 2008 Olympic medalist and former undefeated professional boxer, Tony Jeffries. This could be the episode everyone's been waiting for, Glenn. Me and you back at <laughs> it. Could it. be. It could be. It could not be. But me and you back at it. These have been some of the most viewed or most downloaded episodes when it's just me and you shooting the shit, as they say in America. These are my favourite ones to do as well because we just like just gone on it. So with this podcast, we've not been doing it consistently because I've mentioned this before about how busy we've been and it's just, you know life gets on top and this is like a hobby so we concentrate more on on business uh always than on doing things for fun so now it's a sunday we're sitting on my rooftop in santa monica glenn's kids downstairs my three kids are downstairs with the missus so we've got a little bit of time so it's like oh well, let's squeeze this podcast in yeah and you know what we do as well when because we're, we're traveling around the world we're doing all sorts of crazy stuff great stuff and we write notes down in our in our phones when we've got like a good topic mm-hmm. just like we were in miami uh last weekend and we were at a barn i was like this would be great to talk about in the podcast let's not talk about it now we'll, we'll hold on the podcast so we've got a ton of notes on, on the um on my notes up to talk about so i don't know where to start so when, i mean when was even the last time me and you just did a podcast without a guest or w- without you just been doing it by yourself i've done a few by myself but it was probably august last year so yeah, it's like been that. a while um but yeah, n- now we're back, and I've got no idea where to start, Mr. Holmes. Well, let's start with the fact that you've been living in Las Vegas in a suite at the Wynn Hotel, getting yeah. paid every <laughs> single day yeah, by a certain a- Robbie Williams to just <laughs> live in that suite for, what, three weeks? Yeah, I was I was, away. I was I was there for 17 nights in the Wynn, Las Vegas. I've been training. I mean, it's, it's pretty public now to see. I've been put on, put on my Instagram. He's been putting on his vlog. Mm. been training Robbie Williams since January, and... Uh, that's it's been going really well and then they wanted to fly me out there he's done a residency in the Wynn Hotel which by the way was amazing yeah uh, and they wanted me to come out there and do, do train him and the team all together out of all the hotels that you could even if you could pick I'd probably pick the win. <laughs> yeah pick win on the encore like the yeah. best hotels in yeah. Vegas so we stopped there it went really well and uh, it was it was great to work with them and uh, and great to see what he does. I know you've seen it before. What artists, what they do uh, backstage and yeah. the build up to a show, and uh, yeah, it was it was really good and really fascinating and a great experience for us. But just to rewind before the Vegas thing, you've been training for a few weeks now. You know, uh, going to his house in Beverly Hills, which yeah. we've seen now through his vlogs and all that kind of stuff is unbelievable. Yeah. Um, just talk about that experience. Like, how how's it been? Because I've jumped in on a couple of sessions with you and seen what they're all like. They're all yeah. really nice lads and all that, but um, let's just give people a bit of an idea of like what kind of stuff they're doing and yeah. what they're like and all that. It's it's been it's been class. It really has, uh, you know. And I mentioned on the on the podcast a while ago when I done by myself, like, oh, I might be training someone who's high profile and uh, and it, it was Robbie. Um, so yeah, I've been going to his house, me and Josh Hackford, and and then you've been coming now and then and. 
training them, getting them in shape, get, get, getting them fit, and it's been really, really good. And he's a he's a proper proper fella, you know, a proper down to earth fella. Yeah. And him and his team, and I really think that I was just thinking about this earlier on, because um, I was out with his manager Michael uh, the weekend, and I'm I'm making some really good friends, not just with Robbie, but with the, his manager, his yeah. camera guy, the security. Um, Everyone around them, they're all good people. So. It's in interesting you mentioned that, just to sidetrack for a minute, about how you've become friends with them because when we go out and do these academies and I talk about building relationships with people and how, how to make the most out of your clientele, it's weird now because I think like the the, the more higher-profile people that I work with, it, they they require a lot of trust to bring you into right. their world or their circle or whatever. So the minute they, they trust you to start training them and then train them on a regular basis, yeah, it's almost like they see you as a friend once you're, once you once you yeah. be, you know built that relationship with them. Yeah, um, it, it's not like uh, I don't want to sound like a dick, but like average people who aren't don't have fame or celebrity stuff. It's just like they're just used to seeing you every day, or whatever. But once you've become in that circle and in that yeah. world with someone, they, they kind of become friends with you. And yeah. I've found that myself a lot. But even too. though, I don't know, the same, but even though with, with clients who's not high profile or celebrities, like, I mean, I've worked with very few, but the people I work with is become me friends. And yeah. You know, someone I, who I would go out with and have a drink or a coffee or, or whatever. Yeah. And it just makes our job even better. Yeah. When, I mean, you've trained people before. I've trained people before. There's nothing worse than training someone who you don't want to train, who you don't want to be there, who you can't have a laugh with. In the beginning, you have to just to get yeah. where you want. But over over time, like you attract what you are, and you do just develop like friendships more than anything. You build relationships, you develop friendships, and that's what makes the job fun. And it? it's just like just yeah. get time to sp spend time with people you like, really. Yeah, and it's class. Like I see, I've I've made some real good friends now with with Robbie and his, and his team and. Uh, ho hopefully it's going to continue. I know he's out in June again, mm. uh, doing another res residency. What's sold out? It's mad. He, you know what? You know what's mad, right? So obviously, I've heard of Robbie, Robbie Williams. He's he's been huge, been around since forever. Yeah. And I'd say probably top five pop stars in English music. Yeah. I mean, history. you're into music. I'm not into music like you're into music. And I didn't realize how many how many hits he's done since. Yeah. Like like you know. He's huge. I was watching a video on YouTube the other week, and then it comes up things that you may like. I was watching these vlogs, what he mm -hmm. puts on YouTube, and then one of his songs. And I was like, "Nay, we Robbie done this." Yeah. And then another one. And then I start looking at his songs. I'm like, "God, he done some." Yeah, you forget. You, you forget how many. Yeah. Songs of his are just absolutely huge. And doesn't he? I think he sells the record for the fastest selling uh, tour. Oh, yeah. Ever. Like in was it Germany or something? They announced the date and it sold out it within like, six, like over a million tickets in like 60 seconds or something. It was something. I, I remember he tour, I can't remember the exact number, but he tore us at, and I was like, wow, yeah. this is unbelievable. Yeah. Madness. And then he's won loads of Brit Awards and all that. Uh, yeah, so yeah. It, I, it's it's good, and it, and it's and he's sound, you know, he's, he's proper sound, and we have a laugh together. Uh, but yeah, so that was the Vegas trip, and Vegas was, was class, you know. Yeah, yeah. I was worried about going to Vegas for that so long. Because we go for weekends and we have a great time. Yeah. I went to New York when I done the blacklist a couple of years ago, and I was there for a week. And now I can't stand New York. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I hope it doesn't happen in Vegas. For never. Yeah. Vegas is still class. I I always say like, oh, after like three or four days in Vegas, I'm like, right, that's enough now. I need yeah. to get out, you know, and get back home. So like, same sort of thing. I was thinking, shit, I couldn't be there for three weeks. 
but then <laughs> but when you're there in the wind and you're living there and then as well having so much fun and then yeah. watch I watch Robbie perform like I think just about every single well I did I watched him every single show you time every, every, every single night. time we performed I was there yeah and it was class yeah and I really really enjoyed the show yeah it's good it was really good and yeah so he's going back in June so ho- hopefully I'll be going back there with them as well and uh so yeah, I've been in Vegas. You've been in Australia training, doing the same sort of thing with a, with a band with Goldfinger. Yeah, that, that was madness. Um, Glenn, I, the fucking rock star. If you've seen his Instagram <laughs> on stage, but you know what? So he done it about was it eight months ago, a year ago, when you're on stage and you're yeah. singing the uh, '99 Red Balloons. Yeah. Right, and, and so he's singing. That was the first time when He's you got had a good a, voice. You had a bit of <laughs> you had a bit of an attitude then when you were singing it, but this time. <laughs> This time, go to Glenn's Instagram and see see how odd he thinks he is. I just love it, me. I just is like something, something just takes over because they bring me out for that part. Like I went out there to, to obviously I'm training them every day and like they rely on me for the training and all that stuff. But um, same as you, I was like watching them every night. Go to the venues with them every night. I'd warm the drummer up, do a, a good long warm up with him, and then um, then they play the show and then th- that's their last song. It's a cover song, but that's the last song they bring me out to sing that German bit and then I just dive in the crowd at the end and it just started last year he brought me out for that bit and then now every time that I'm with him or they play and I'm there he's like are you doing it are you doing it and then <laughs> on tour I just did it every night so um, we had they had a video guy with him who was an amazing video guy and um, that show he was filming like everything really close and all that I was like right get me tonight on my part just film me for a little bit oh you said that no? Yeah, I was like, just make sure you get my bit. So uh, he did, and I watched the foot, like, because he was there filming it, and I knew how epic it was going to look. I just went, like, like extra effort. <laughs> <laughs> I got a little bit on it. I go to Glenn's Instagram and check it out. <laughs> just, it, it, the thing is, like, it's a massive adrenaline rush, right? I when that bet. part's coming up. And that show that they filmed, I think it was probably two or 3,000 people at that venue. It was packed. It right. was big. And you just, like, Buzzing, you know, you, you just run on. Yeah, like adrenaline's through the roof, so it's just I usually just take over. I don't know, I love it. That's class. And you were there for like ten days, was it? Yeah, I think twelve altogether. And then we flew from every city, so I've done Perth, Adelaide, Melbourne, Brisbane, Sydney, like the whole country. Did you fly private or not? No, they were just internal flights. Flight when, you went, like, when you were twenty-one flights, yeah, flights those were private. private. Yeah, these were just like regular internal flights. Yeah, that private stuff's next level. Isn't yeah, it? once you've flown private and flown first class and had a bed on a plane, it's like. <laughs> you can't do the regular shit anymore. Can I you? remember when tough. I was in when Brendan was fighting. I was in his corner and we flew in. Ca- he fought in Canada. I think it was Travis Brown. It might be the last fight. And no, it was Andrea Orlowski. And we flew back with Tim Tebow, Tim Tebow's brother, and Brendan and me, the four of us in a private jet. Mm. And I'd never done it before. I mean, I've only done it once since, which was with Robbie the other week. Mm. And we got picked up from the Tim Tebow's hotel. Tim Tebow's a, an American footballer. Uh, I don't know if he still plays or not. I don't know what he does now. He, he turned to baseball. He started doing baseball, right. didn't he? But he's he's very well known over here. And we got in uh, like a big, massive SUV black car, pulled up on the runway, got yeah. out the car. Our, our feet got out the car onto a red carpet, yeah. walked onto the plane, yeah. showed the driver, the, the the pilot, sorry, our passport, and got on the plane and then up. And that, that, it was like amazing. Yeah. That's what, that's what I had when I was out with Twenty One Pilots. Same thing. We just uh, we just been in the like uh, the van thing and then pull into the onto the onto the runway. Yeah. And just walk straight on. Yeah. And next then everyone's like taking your bags for you and all that. Just next level. Next level. Yeah. We're good. 
so yeah, it's kind of kind of sp- spoiled you. And then when you then when you go into these, I mean, guess now because we travel a lot now with the academy, we've uh, we we've got this thing called clear where we get straight through the to the security line and it's big big help. Yeah, you know? it's amazing. So when I when I was in Vegas, I flew from Vegas to Miami, and I thought I'd do the red eye flight. The red eye flight means like the overnight flight. Uh, so I, I changed the flight, but when I changed the flight, I never realized that I, I change. I took, sorry, I changed the flight because I was supposed to be flying from Los, Los Angeles to Miami. Mm. So I thought I'd fly from Vegas straight to Miami. But what I didn't realize when I changed, when I'd done this flight change that the flight actually had a change. So I had a flight to Atlanta and then to yeah, Miami. Yeah, it was a stop, yeah. At like three in the morning, four in the morning. <laughs> I went, so I'm like, oh, shit. So because we fly so much, we get free upgrades. And if there's a, if there's a, if there's a spare seat on the plane, a first class seat, we get that. So I thought, no one's going to be flying to Miami from Vegas on a Thursday night. I'm definitely going to get this upgrade, right? So I didn't get the upgrade, and I and I'm sat next to the the, the fattest man in the world. Yeah. And like you know, you we got the armrests that come down here, right? Yeah. yeah. I arm. I was sat in the middle as well. My armrest wouldn't come down because he, he was, was too big. Too big on yeah. my side of the, the plane. And I was like, this has got to be a laugh, mate. I've got to be a... And then, because he was that big, he could he could just sleep. Like, the, you know, when your head nods off. Yeah. But you've got... But your chin's that big. You're just, <laughs> he just he's, he's just there. And he's just kip. And he's, the, and he's the, got, you know, them, like, head pillows that go around the back of your neck. Um, he's I mean, just got a natural like. one. Yeah. He's got one there. That's what it was like. And he, and he smelled as well. He had a bad <laughs> smell. I swear he was farting all the time. And then uh, <coughs> and the woman come and she went, hey, you know, you should come around with a snack tree. Do you want a snack? So I was like, look, I'll get, I'll get the banana. Mm. Mate, he got six chocolate biscuits. Just hand in. Just, it's a massive clog. And he just sat there eating the chocolate biscuits and there was crumbs all down him and all that. So that, worst. that was <laughs> that was on my flight on the way to Miami. Speaking of that stuff, if you uh, got, if, if you were on the, did you post it on the feed or on the story? On the, in I posted on the story. Yeah. Uh, you probably seen it coming back. I had exactly the same thing. <laughs> Well, from Miami, Glenn sat next to a giant, and Glenn yeah. was in the middle. This guy must have been about seven foot tall, four hundred pound. He was the biggest man I've ever seen in my life. And what did he do the whole flight? Just play that stupid video game where he's just shooting spaceships with one finger, just going. So what made me laugh was this guy was playing video games on his on his phone on on the way back. Glenn took a video of him, right, like sneaky little video of the of him doing the things. And then when we got off the plane, Glenn was like, hey, look at this, Tony. Look how childish this guy is here. <laughs> Proper childish, playing video games. I went, he is, but you're pretty childish as well by videoing video the guy. <laughs> I mean, and then me and making fun of it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was, so that was from in Miami. So we just done a boxing. Go on, you were yeah, saying, Honestly, like, how do people sit there for four hours doing nothing productive like that? Like just playing a video game for four hours, doing nothing. It's mad. What a waste of time! Like, do you not have anything <laughs> to do at all? But then it comes down to happiness. It's like, well, what's the end goal? The end goal is to be happy. Yeah. We happy sitting on a plane writing a blog or or, or creating a new course or, yeah. or doing whatever we do all the time. Yeah. Uh, he's happy playing on his video game. Yeah. You know? So he, he's so he's winning. He's probably got a job that he doesn't have to think about when he's flying. Right. Know? He probably doesn't have to think about his job until Monday or whatever. Yeah. But where we do. Yeah, I don't get it. But so yeah, we've just been in Miami doing the boxing academy, level one, level two, first course of the year. So good. 
so good. It's great to meet all the new people. Yeah. All these new people coming part of the family. I like to call it like a family because I, I feel like when you when you've done the course with someone, you've spent a full weekend with them, mm-hmm. getting close to them. Like it's like I just I don't know. I feel like very close to them. It's like I can't like a. I mean, it's di- simple, Still different. Building relationships with people, aren't we? Yeah, like when you when you've always got, I've always got a relationship with every cornerman that's ever been in in the corner for us. Yeah, I feel like it's simple, different. Like I feel like now we've done that and we've went through it all. Yeah, I feel like we've got a relationship with these people. You want to help them moving great. forward as well. So we went. It was funny. We went into the Miami gym, and for the first time, and it was like there was a, there was a trainer there. He was training some athlete, and it looked it looked pretty good what he was doing. Uh, but he was, was training an NFL guy. Is that what it was? Yeah. So, uh, I, I, you know what I'm going to say now? So after he was training him, I went, oh, by the way, mate, uh, I'm Tony. Nice to meet you. I liked what you were doing with your, with your athlete there. Mate, worst thing I could have said, he had me and Glenn there for 25 minutes. <laughs> you, were, you were in and out of the conversation, but I, I was, was I was in. trying to just slowly drift away. In and out of the conversation. Like, Glenn was in now 25 minutes talking about trainer methods, about how his method is better than this method, and 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 most trainers do this. You should do this. Yeah, we uh, had his entire history of everyone that's ever coached him, and which trainers he's worked with, and athletes that he's worked with. He's got, we his got his life story, his injuries, his athletes' injuries, his athletes' friends, mothers, fucking sisters, dogs' injuries. We we got it all. And I was burnt out because I'd done the I'd done the the like I say the red eye flight overnight. I got no, I got no um, sleep because I'm sat next to this this big fella, <laughs> and now I'm there listening to this fella in the gym talking about his life, and I'm like, oh my god, it's this the is the worst. worst. It's like, let me give someone a piece of advice, right? If if someone says to you, "How's it going, mate?" Just say, "All right, mate. How are you doing?" All right. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. If someone says, how's it going, mate? And you say, well, you know, it's not going that well because this, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I don't want to speak ever again. Yeah, you're out. Yeah, I'm done. Keep it under, like, what's the rule of thumb? Like, try and keep it under, like, 10 words. Yeah. And under 30 seconds. <laughs> By all means, I'm not saying, let's not have a conversation. I'm just saying, how's it going? Just say, all right, how's it going? All right. But that, that's the thing. We, we do want a conversation, but, like, it, let's not, not have a fucking monologue for 20 minutes not about the, your life story. Not the, yeah, like, but not off the don't. first question. Yeah, exactly. Like, let's get to know each other. Yeah. I'll ask you a question, you ask me a question, I ask you a question, you ask me a question. Yeah. And then we can start to see where the conversation's going. <laughs> not just, all right, mate, I was gone. <laughs> you know, that's in other words. You get that with Uber drivers as well, though, don't you? Mate. It's the worst. Oh, don't get, get me in. starting Uber drivers. Yeah. And how many times you give that hint like you're like on your phone and they'll look around they'll tell you a question ask you a question yep yeah, yep yeah. and you look back down at your phone deliberately like you might never be doing anything on your phone but you just do it on purpose to try and make the point like shut up right you know, like the quiet way of st- saying shut up I'm busy leave me alone and it, it just doesn't sink in and they just keep going and going so I, I we I was in uh, where was I Anaheim a week before I went to Vegas with the kids went to Disneyland and <laughs> and I got and the ki- the kids were with the nana and granddad of the night and me and my wife went out and we got an Uber and Sarah made the mistake didn't she? My missus made the mistake. Got an Uber. How's it going? Sound mate, you good? Yeah, I'm good. Uh, 
the guy. So where are you from? Yeah, that, that's the thing. That's the thing. Isn't that, it? I think we're at a disadvantage because people Cause who are yeah, I think people who are from here or American just be like they, they most of the time they're like yep yep good yeah. But because they are accent, they're like, oh, where are you from? And you got England, and then it just goes and goes. Yeah. And they're like, oh, no, here we go. So Sarah was like, oh, we're from here. Where are you from? Well, I'm from. Ba, 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 ba. All right, nice. And Yeah, I moved here. And maybe we found out about this this fella's mum's illness and where he was, everything. And I'm like, don't, right? So I, I, it's heartless for us to spend time with loads of time with missus. I'm in the Uber for 15 minutes. Listen to this focus life story, mm. and I do not give a shit. Like I'm, I want, I want to spend time with her. Yeah. I want to talk to her, but she's asking them questions. And I got the call with Sarah. Listen, I think I text you. Yeah, yeah. Sarah's just made the mistake asking the <laughs> yeah. driver a question. You know, and and la- just last night wasn't no two nights ago. Me, me young, me little sister's a 22 year old from from Sunderland visiting. I took her to a comedy store, and we went to Hollywood, and it was a 45 minute drive because the traffic went at six o'clock. She done the same thing. She done the same. So, uh, so now for forty five minutes, me little sister, I've never spent much time with her. I'm listening about this Uber driver's life story. Yeah, I'm it's like doing it. You know the worst is when they do bring up things like serious illnesses and deaths and every shit like that. <laughs> Negative stuff. Yeah, and I'm thinking, I don't want to be a dick here, but I, I don't care. But it's like you feel bad for saying I don't. Care. You're feeling like you don't care because they're telling you like yeah. deep shit. You know what I mean? It's like you don't want to be a dick and not act like you don't give a shit, but like. In the back of your head, you're thinking, I don't give a shit, but like, because he's telling me every stuff, mm. I should act like I do give a shit. So, uh, about uh, about two months ago, about about a month ago now, I was in an Uber uh, coming from the Sa- from the Brentwood gym to the Santa Monica gym. I'd left my card on for whatever reason, or I'd been, I think I'd been to Robbie's and I'd Ubered there. Or I can't remember, but I was in a, getting an Uber and I was on the phone to Kevin, uh, and I got in the Uber, it was raining outside, and the Uber driver, it's raining outside. The Uber driver's got a, a vest on, a tank top on, a pair of shorts, and he's got the heating up full belt, and I'm wearing a, like a coat and that, because it's raining outside, so I'm sweating, and I'm on the phone, and then I open the window, and then but the rain comes through, so I close the window, and I'm talking to Kev, and, uh, and I open the window again, because I'm getting too hot, and I close the window, and the Uber driver, this, he was, this, this black guy with a big afro, pulled over, and he went, get out of my car. I went, wait there, Kev, what? I went, what'd you say, mate? He went, get out of my car. I went, why? He went, I heard you say something under your breath. I went, is this something? Kev, wait there. What do you mean? He said, you said something racist under your breath. I went, yeah, I'm on the phone. I never. He went, you stop playing with me when they get out of the car. I've got the right, got the right to refuse you. I went, are you having, Kev, wait there. See you later, mate. Are you having a fucking laugh? Are you having a laugh? It's pissing down what you're talking about. I've never said a thing. You did. You said something under your breath. You, you said something racist. I went, Mate, I'm on the phone. I says, you've got issues, you. You've got serious issues. You're a paranoid motherfucker. You're a pa- no, I didn't say motherfucker. I said, you're a paranoid bastard. He <laughs> uh, went, no, nah, get out of my car, get out of my car. I'm getting angry. Because it's like, I never said anything. He's obviously paranoid. I'm on the phone to Kev. Yeah. And now I'm, now I'm getting kicked out of the car in the middle of Los Angeles with a pissing down the rain. Did, uh, did he leave you a negative review? No, I didn't get charged for the thing. I, I oh, couldn't find him because I wanted to complain to him to lift. Yeah. But I, I couldn't do it. Um, yeah, I, I've been kicked out of an Uber before. <laughs> it wasn't for being racist. It was for farting. <laughs> you were kicked out for farting? I never farted. I was with uh, 
Stephen Ken, one of the uh, box and burn trainers. This was a while ago. <laughs> yeah, this was a while ago. It was a couple of years ago, actually. But we were out on a night out and uh, got in an Uber in Venice, going up to Santa Monica, and um, we got in, and Steve just farted. And they loud? Yeah, pretty loud. And I started laughing, and then the guy just pulled in. He went, you need to get out of my Uber. We were like, for what? And he went, for being disrespectful. That's disgusting. Get out. <laughs> I'm like, I just started laughing me head off. Were I, you I, drunk? I did, a little bit, but I didn't even, I didn't even like question it or get. Like, I was, I wasn't like, oh, you can't kick us out. I just, I found it so funny that he got offended by it. I just started laughing and just got out. <laughs> now you were drunk. What are you sure it wasn't a cupcake in his face? <laughs> are you sure it wasn't? Steve, Steve took offence to it. He was like, you can't fucking kick me out and all this. Kind of like what you were saying. You got like, well, I just thought it was hilarious. Just got out and yeah, got kicked out for fighting. So you got kicked out for being racist and he for, being for being kicked out for fighting. Uh, it's, it's, it's mad, mate. It's <laughs> mad. Uh, yeah. So then I away for another one. It took like 15 minutes to come and I got so on wet. <laughs> he probably just didn't understand your accent. Thought he said something and was like, right, I'm not having him in here. Right. Uh, another Uber, when I was in uh, Vegas just there, I was out with uh, I was out with the comedian Mark... Uh, what's his name? He just played on all the comics all the night. So with this comedian, and I was out with uh, Robbie's uh, video guy Leo, and we got it in an Uber, and we've got a bottle of champagne before we got in. We poured it in uh, in the in a cup each. So I had a cup. Gets in the gets in the car, gets in the front. Them two go in the back, and there's a fella there, like he, the driver. He looks odd. Got a bit of a boxer's nose. A bit of a box. Bit of a boxer's nose. Might have just been a fucking big nose. And uh, so gets in. I was going mid. Don't spill my that drink on my bag. Oh no! I was like, I'll not, I'll not, mate. I'm sound. Yeah. Uh, and I was driving. I went, me, you look like a fighter. I went, uh, I went, were you a fighter? He went, yes. <laughs> I went, All right. I went, what, 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 what did you do? Like, uh, he went, uh, martial arts. I went, All right then. Which martial art? And he looked. He went, just don't spill that drink on my bag. I was like, oh my god. It's a good job I wasn't with you. I know. <laughs> and, and, I'm, and I'm there for work. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I was thinking, you fucking asshole, mate. If someone told you you like to fight, I think that's a bit of a compliment for a gadget, isn't it? So he w- he just didn't give you anything? He just kept going? And he just he, like, he just, I didn't get yeah. kicked out of that one, yeah. luckily. But I learnt my lesson from the last one, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, my, Miami was a great trip, a real good trip. And we've got our next, our next trip is in Austin, Texas. Yeah, um... Austin, Texas, coming up back to the Onnit gym. Looking forward to getting back out there. Um, oh, with that, one one thing about Miami. Another funny thing about Miami is Glenn got there the day before me, oh. and I was I was oh. I was still in Vegas on the night. It was just it was I think I was actually flying driving to the airport. Gets a FaceTime off Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> he's so to, it he's was it was tw- like just to give you an idea, it was what twelve thirty midnight in Miami. So it would have been about nine, ten o'clock where you were. Yeah. FaceTimed you. FaceTime, FaceTime me. Tony, uh, you booked this hotel. Was it under your name or what? I kind of uh, they're not letting me do it. I went, yeah, it's under my name. Sound. Uh, it's under his name, and he's got got on FaceTime like any other woman. Well, it's under his name. You need to send this ID. You need to have this. This. He went. Look, he's on the phone now. Can can you just sort it out? And she was being a really awesome one. The, the, probably the weirdest person I've ever met. Just the most un- unreasonable person I've ever met in my life. Just, just mind blowing. So she was unreasonable. So, so she basically, she wanted to have my, me to send my ID to Glenn, 
But mm. this time, Glenn's been traveling all day, right? And as well, Glenn's been traveling to Australia with go- around Australia with Goldfinger, going in five-star hotels, pulling up everything done, bags tucked in, limousines, the lot. So now he gets to a hotel, and the first woman gives him a little bit of attitude. So now Glenn thinks he's odd, thinks he's a celebrity. Big thinks, time. Thinks, know your role. Yeah, know, <laughs> know your role. <laughs> no, I wasn't even at that, any of that shit. Like, but we, I mean, a little bit. I don't know. Like, I think you do get used to things being smooth and whatever. But like checking into an hotel should not be an issue. No. Um, but it, I mean, it was just like a Best Western or whatever. We're just checking in, and um, she goes, oh, I said, "It was even on my Expedia app because you shared the booking yeah. with me, so I had it on my app." And she just wasn't having it at all. And then the next thing, she's looking up, looking away on the phone with a can of coke in her hand, going, "You need to get out of this hotel." And I was like. Wow, so I, I hit record, audio record on my phone. I was like, right, she's getting heavy. I'm going to get some evidence here. So I just started audio <laughs> recording it. And I just kept calm as fuck because that's good for you to keep calm because you know you're being recorded. Yeah. So yeah. it keeps that's me That's a great checked. idea, that. So that's I hit, a great idea for yeah, anyone listening. Yeah, so I hit audio record. I thought, right, I'm, I've got to set the example now. So I was like, all right, I'm sorry. I just want to get into my room. Like I'm trying to be nice and polite. And then the next thing she does, she goes, I've got, she gets on the phone. She goes, I need police. I've got an abusive, harassing uh, customer (laughs) here who won't leave the hotel. I was like, oh, fuck. So I was like, look, I went, put the phone down. There's no need to be like that. It's all on audio. And then she goes, um, she hangs up and I go, look, I'll just book a separate room right now. So then I booked another room on Expedia, but it declined my card because I was out of state. So I'm like, shit. So then the next thing I'm thinking, right, she's sent for a police car to get me out of here. So I thought, I'll just leave. So I just turn around. I've got two massive bags with me because we carry these huge academy bags with boxing gloves in and all that shit. I ordered another Uber. I've got about 2% left on my phone. I get in this next Uber and he doesn't have an iPhone charger and he doesn't speak English. So I went, mate, just start driving somewhere. I'll look for a hotel on here and I'll let you know where I decide. So I start driving aimlessly in this Uber, right? I left this hotel behind and the crazy one behind. And I'm looking through Expedia for hotels and it's just full, full, no res- no room, no room. I'm like, shit. Found one at the top, like some inn, some like little motel. I was like, all right, sound, book that. Uh, your your room is reserved. I'm like, all right, pay for when you get there, right? It's like 10 minute drive. So re- what, rerouted the Uber to this motel, get there. I've been driving for a while. There's no one around, bars on the windows. There's like five, big, five big black dudes outside the motel, like gangsters pulling it's like i'm just like you know like them little motels where the roofs are like your high yeah i can't even believe you <laughs> yeah i just that. i just I, we pulled in i went mate i'm not staying here we're gonna have to go somewhere else he's like, all right well where do you want to go this takes like one percent oh that feeling you get when you're on one percent yeah. and i'm like i don't know where i am i don't have an hotel room i'm in the middle of miami which is a city i've never really spent any time in. i'm like shit it's been one o'clock in the morning now one yeah it was about one o'clock i think you'd already set off flying mm. so I, I couldn't really communicate with anyone shit so I went just keep driving mate keep going we'll find somewhere else um, so I googled like Marriott like the nearest Marriott and um, it was like 45 minutes away yeah um, ended up f- driving 45 minutes to get to the Marriott got there finally got in it's like 2 o'clock in the morning and I was like right can I just get one room for one night she's like yep <laughs> uh, gave him my card phone had died at this point oh. and then she goes alright this card's declined I'm like shit so then 
I had to charge the phone up at the reception, wait for it to f- come back on, call my bank, get the card cleared for out of state, then pay and then get in. So I finally got into the room at like 2.30. Yeah. Like the worst way to start a trip, but everything after that was spot on, wasn't it? We had a spot great on. time. It was class. If you ever go to Miami, check out the uh, the one hotel. Like, just just do it. It's like The one? The one hotel. That, that one that we went for drinks at upstairs. Which one? <laughs> was that <too> <laughs> you might oh been. that one that yeah, one yeah. Right, the, <laughs> yeah. the one right, yeah. yeah next level yeah another thing I remember talking about the, fl- the flying over to Miami was and I mentioned it to you a little bit so we're flying there and I'm looking on my computer and there's a, one of my old fights there the fight when I fought in Sunderland and was it that fight and I watched the full fight and I watched the ring entrance and I watched the fight. You watched it on the flight. Watched it on the flight. It was right. saved from my computer. And when I when I'm watching it, I got really upset. I've never watched one of my fights back, full fights back, since I since I, I retired from boxing. And I'm watching the the fight, and I'm hearing the commentators saying, "Wow, he's he's 24 years old. He's got a huge career in front of him." He's he's killing it. You've never seen anything like this. The way he sold the tickets, because I sold a shit ton of tickets. This guy is exciting, and this is after the fight, and I just start crying, me f- eyes out. Like I can't remember the last time I've cried at this. I'm, do you know when you mm. <laughs> and you're shaking like that, and I'm really, I cannot explain the emotion that I felt by watching this fight, and it was, was really it, um, like good, good. No, it, it wasn't good. It wasn't bad. It was I couldn't control it. It was just came out, and I after I put a lot of thought into it, and I really think the reason why I felt that is because I retired from boxing. My uh, and then I, then I, then I cut cut boxing out my life. You know, I cut it out. I'm retired. I'm not doing it again. Good. It's gone. That's yeah. it. Move on with so life. You, you never really with. dealt with it. Then I've you? never dealt you never with like it. Like Gone back to it and like assessed it and realized like what, what a big deal it was and how much of me, how, how big of a part of my life it really was. Yeah. And I've seen this and I'm, I'm I mean, it's a good job this big fella next to us is, is, is asleep because <laughs> I'm, I'm there shaking like tears streaming down my face. Yeah. It was Did such a that, strange that's, experience. Um, I'd see that as a positive experience because now that you've done that, it's probably helped you deal deal with that quite a lot. Yeah, I mean, I didn't dare watch him in the fight now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, it was like, it was like wow. It was a really interesting experience. Crying like that. Crying. Yeah. Yeah, you've seen, he's 24, he's got some future on him. I'm thinking, I haven't got a future anymore. But, you know, <laughs> I, I have said before on, on previous podca- podcasts, like, get retirement from boxing. What Do you know what? Right? was the best thing that ever happened to us. Yeah, I was just going to say. The best thing I, that ever happened to us. I was just going to say, if you were still boxing, you wouldn't be living in a suite in the wind for three weeks, would you? Getting paid what you were getting paid. Like, Brian Rose was on the last podcast, same age as me, we come up together. He's still fighting now. He's got his own gym now. Yeah. And that's in the archives if anyone wants to listen to that. It's a good good Episode podcast. 87, I really think. Really good. And, yeah, I mean, he's still doing it. He's still putting his body through it. Mm. Where I'm not, you know... How I'm, old is he now? He's the same age. Yeah, he's 34. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I'm so happy that, that I've retired from boxing now. You know? So, when, you, when you're looking at, like... Because I think a lot of the people that came through that same era as you did... They're starting to retire now. Yeah. Like George Grove's just retired. James DeGale just retired. 
Um, we were talking to Brian Rose about like what he's going to do after he gets done. He's probably got maybe what two or three left, mm -hmm. depending on how it goes. Um, uh, you know, Amir Khan's a little bit younger, right? But yeah. he's probably got like Anthony Gogo's just retired. Yeah, Anthony Gogo, yeah. Um, it's it's mad for me to see all these people retiring. Because yeah, like I see the say what is it, what is it like seeing that? Like, do, how do you feel? Um, for them, do you, I mean? People like George Groves, James DeGale smashed it. You know, obviously made like a shitload of money, had amazing yeah. careers, like lived lived up to their potential. But um, yeah, do you like feel happy for him? Do you feel like, oh shit, like what what do you feel like anxious for him? Like what they're gonna do now? Like how, how do you feel like when you look yeah. at them? Yeah, so I I feel sorry for fighters and because I because th right now I think about all I think about is the damage that boxing does to your brain so when some fighters in there fighting even though let's say they're getting paid millions mm. I'm like oh it's damaging your brain that in you never like them brain cells or whatever you get knocked out you never get them back how old is um how old are Groves and Degale like 33 like, yeah 33 34 yeah uh, so it's not a bad me. time to get out it's yeah I mean rough. I was 27 mm. so they've had an uh, extra six or seven years of punishment on the brain and on yeah. the on the bodies than, than I have yeah. and they've had harder fights um, I saw you uh, tweeted someone I think it was James DeGale you said like oh welcome to the other side yeah that was good that yeah welcome to the other side where <laughs> yeah. you can relax yeah and you don't have to think about it 24-7 yeah so uh, yeah and uh, yeah so we talked about Brian Rose as well that's after look it's episode 98 of the Boxing Life podcast you can check out and I would talk a lot about retirement and when is the right time to retire and yeah. you know should should you wait until you've passed it I know James DeGill's now he said like he's over the hill mm -hmm. he should have won that fight he never won the fight now like, time to get yeah, out yeah I mean like three four years ago he would have won that fight with with his eyes shut but it's just like your body starts feeling it shutting it down right it's not explosive it's not fast it's, it's that wear and tear of years and years of doing it it, it takes its toll obviously um and it's it's kind of sad to see that, isn't it? It's hard to watch. Yeah. I watched that fight, and I was just thinking, "Shit, man, what are you doing? Like, you, what are you?" It's it was just a fight. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like you, you can't, body can't do what the brain wants it to do. Yeah. Um, but it like we always say, like it's the hardest job in the world, and it, like, you know, if the, people forget that, you know, like yourself, they've been doing it since they were ten, twelve, thirteen years old, and then it's like. You've not really had a, a a normal childhood or a normal twenties. Or normal life. It's not a normal life where no. you've just you know what I mean. You've had to sacrifice and discipline so much and diet all the time and travel so much and and then when you do get to the end destination, what's the end destination? End destination? Oh, it's to have a fight. <laughs> it's like, right. It's yeah. not like the end destination is like an holiday. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're I getting That's when I when I was fighting, I used to always book a holiday on my training camp. I'd always book a holiday for after was a pro because it gives us something to look forward to. Yeah. You know, so I'm not just looking forward to getting the fight out of the way. I've got something else to preoccupy my mind. It. So I, I used to travel a lot with that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, each to their own and I'm really glad that I retired when I did. I just want to paint that picture all the time as much as I can because I just, I'm just sick. If one thing pisses me off more than anything with social media and just the internet in general, how it gives just idiots a voice who did pre previous to social media didn't have a voice and one of the most common things I see is just Muppets who just <laughs> love to hammer boxers no matter what and just, just you know just try and destroy them and 
put them down and yeah, slag them off because they think it's cool or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, you don't have a clue. Like, the, and I honestly don't think that they they know like the sacrifice and the level and the talent involved, and yeah. they, they, they just don't. And it's like, like Twitter's Twitter is the worst for that. Ugh. Twitter's the worst for that. And so, I mean, Instagram too. You just like just looking through the comments of when you know someone posts something and you're like oh, I remember man. I always remember I got loads of shit but I always remember one thing what someone said was Tony you fucking prick I hope your mom dies fucking I was man. like wow I hope your mom dies how horrible is that <laughs> what sort of issues is that lad? I don't yeah. know, you know if you want um, a really good episode on this on this stuff that goes into more go, go through the archives and listen to the podcast with Paul Smith on it. Oh yeah. He he goes into detail on how he dealt with the Twitter followers. Yeah. <laughs> I mean it's 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 you know I'd love to slap some of them but you know I does give them a voice and it just thinks it just makes me think like how bad must their life be to come on and and give someone shit, you know. And yeah. People they don't realize that people are real people. They just see them in their heart in the limelight. They think they're making loads of money. They think they the richest shit and they don't realise like you see the graft and the yeah. that the putting in to get there yeah yeah big you know? time I d- they don't they don't realise the talent too like you know you see how much shit Amir Khan gets it's like oh glass jaw glass chin he's crap oh, yeah. he's been knocked out oh that'll be a good fight until he gets knocked out knocked out and, and David Price gets it a shitload as well and I'm like fuck off <laughs> like, you know yeah. like they're Olympians they're fucking he's won world, world titles like you know just have some respect and some appreciation for the talent involved like if you don't like him as a person or whatever that's fine but like fucking hell right like respect the fact that he's talented you know right that, that d- does my head in every Good now time. and again if i've got a bit of time on my hands if i'm on a flight or a, a long uber or something and i just want to have a bit of fun i'll just i'll just spend like five ten minutes just biting back on right. some comments i got <laughs> i got a, a dm the other day of someone on instagram giving a shit I mean, getting into me DMs, giving I, a I shit. I got one as well. You see that one I got the other day as well. Oh, yeah, bro. No, that wasn't <laughs> shit. That was just... I got some... some, um, some What was it? Some kid telling me like how to be a better coach. That yeah. I, need, I need to learn how to teach the basics. Like, <laughs> oh, thanks, mate. What did they say? They just said, you're a fucking pussy or something. <laughs> and I replied saying, thanks for following me, mate. I really appreciate your support. Yeah. I'm not following you, you fucking wanker or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh my god, you know. And I, and I read all my DMs, and you know, like I, I'm, I, I get back to everyone. Yeah. You know what? What I've been doing lately, and I think it's really good for business. And I've been doing voice notes because now on Instagram, you can voice note people back. Yeah. So someone's like, hey Tony, I love you. I love your content. You're really helping us. I get that, that quite a bit yeah. with all my eight box education stuff. And so I'll send them a a, a voice note DM. Hey. Hey John, thanks for your message, mate. I really appreciate it, and, and I know that goes a long way. Mm-hmm. But then I get a voice note back off them. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, "Hey Tony, first of all, I'd just like to say thank you for your post on social media. They're really inspiring me. I really like the video when you do it." And I'm like, "Yeah, I've, I've got, I've got to go." Yeah. If, <laughs> like if if you if you if, if, tip for anyone who's DMing someone on social media who they don't know is keep it short and sweet mm. because I, I like I see I go through every single DM on me on me Instagram and I get a shit ton now yeah. uh, and I go through them all and I try to respond to every single person but when the DM is, is like an essay long 
I'm the same with text messages. I can't do it. I can't handle it. Just a text message, even from people at work and deal with it. It's like, if you want me to do something and you want to get me attention and get the conversation going, it's like the whole point of a text message or a, 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 a digital message Keep is to just get the point across. Yeah, boom. Let's get, let's get shit going. So with me text Don't write me a fucking book. With me text messages, what I do, I get CV to read them out. So I don't even have to look at it. Yeah, you just listen just, to it. Yeah, listen to yeah. it. But, but, but the thing that messes with that is when... When it's doing the emoji, mm. like "Hey Tony, hope you're well." Smiley face with a wink. 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 I'm like, oh man, yeah. just don't put emojis in. When the the worst is when you you send a closing text or a closing message and you're like, right, that conversation's finished. Like, nice one, thanks. Whatever it is to finish it off. Yeah. You put a line under it, and then they go and love art it or they like it. They like the text message or they like <sighs> the DM. So then you're like, you're going through your message, like, oh, oh I've got a one. text, oh, I've got a DM, and then it's like, no, it's where is like it? Oh, someone just fucking, oh, fuck. <laughs> Don't waste time liking but text I, but, messages, please. But I like, a, I like a lot, well, DMs, I like a lot of DMs when people respond, because it's like, faster than replying. Right. You know? Um, what one, about, th- what one, about? one thing that I, I recently started doing, and you gave me this idea, because you've done it a couple of times as well, was sending videos back to people. Yeah. Um, I just recently launched um, an online program for, it's coaches, people who are into boxing, whatever, just um, online uh, combination. video, yeah. yeah it, videos. Yeah, so it, let me tell you a little about this. So if you're a boxing trainer, want to be a boxing trainer, or even if you're a boxer and you want to get into bo- boxing training, Glenn's put together this program. It's over 200 mid work combinations. Really, really good. He spent a fortune on getting it all videoed, hired a great team, and now it's online. Is it GlennHolmes.net you are? Yeah, the the link to buy the program is mitworkmasterclass.glenholms.net. Right, yeah, it's yeah. a lot, but you, you can, can you send, him, send him a DM. You just Instagram. go on my website, glenholms.net, you'll see it. Or on, on his Instagram. And yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, and it's really, really good, and it's going well. Yeah, I just put together a huge library, so if you need some combinations to get fancy or build up, build it up with your clients or learn yourself. I mean, I really want to get it, but I'm a fucking pin, and he'll not give us it for free because nah, it's past it. That. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so my point was that, like, since I launched that I've had a few people buy it or ask me questions or give me feedback on it so instead of sending a text message back or an email back I'll just record a quick 10-15 second video being like thanks so much whatever it is and then send them video message back and that's giving them so much value they love that right it's really good yeah it is giving value yeah we spoke about this before in business you know you want to be given value and that's how much my uh, that's why my mind comes blew up and I'm selling a lot of shit now on Instagram you see yeah. my, so I've just released a boxing drills package and that's done very well you know I released, I released a how to be a better boxer package in December and I made some good money from it and the first thing I bought do you know what it was Go on. I bought four air filters for my house because my daughter was getting a, a she's got asthma and she gets a bad chest so I bought four air filters, air purifiers. Yeah. And I've got them all around my house now. And they're like, like, they're the, like the Dyson ones. No, it's a, it's a, it's a different one. It's, it's oh. all it does is them, and they're like really high quality ones. So, yeah. the people who bought me program, thank you because I'm not just you got you, better air quality in your house. Yeah, it's <laughs> helping me kids, and uh, yeah, so I'm not just spending it on um, shit like Glenn, like fancy clothes, and that. I'm yeah. actually spending it on good stuff. And what else do I spend money on? <laughs> on shit hotels <laughs> on high hotels Ubers <laughs> yeah on Ubers getting kicked out of Ubers and that um, but yeah so the, the the newest program that you just released so you did the Be A Better Boxer was in December yeah and then the new one that you've just put out is um, 
drills package, right? So it's it's more like drills to get better footwork, improve defense, right? That kind of stuff. Yeah, right? and you know what? Th th this stuff it's pretty simple mm. to do. If you've got a product out there that you want to put out, you can you can do it. You know, there's a website called Upwork where you hire freelancers. Glenn's got a woman from Pakistan, is it? Yeah. When I use that first, I've got an, I've got another guy from Pakistan, and they charge less than someone in America or England, mm. and yeah, and, and now I've put together this package, and it's just outsourcing everything. You know, yeah. you, you don't have to be an expert in web, you don't have to be an expert in sales, you don't have to be an expert in 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 videography. You just need to be an expert in whatever you want to put out there, what product you want to sell, and you can sell it. And exactly. the good thing about these digital products that we're putting out, it's like it's passive income. Yeah. Like I was sitting with me. With my sister at yeah, having having lunch and two hundred and fifty dollars just popped popped on my phone. Yeah. So it was like sold two of them drills packages. Yeah. So it was it was really good. Uh, obviously, it's great. Uh, but yeah, I mean, anyone anyone can really do it. You don't have to be an expert. You need to find the experts. Yeah. I was watching a video on Instagram the other day that was um, that was talking about that. Uh, you don't have to be a great leader. You don't have to be a great expert in different fields. You just need to hire the, the people who are great. And then keep them people working together, yeah. And that's how you succeed in business, yeah, definitely by having a great team. That's one thing I realised about working with Robbie, Robbie Williams. His team is absolutely amazing. Mm -hmm. His videographer, the security, his manager, yeah. Um, his 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 band, his yeah. drummer. Same, same great thing from the, from the people I've seen that work with at, at that level too. Like, they've just got the best team around them. Mm -hmm. You know, like when I went out with Twin On Pilots in November, it was the same. Like, security guy was just next level. Just like a hawk everywhere all right. the time, just on top of everything. Tour manager was just on top, like just machines. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. And then the video guy, just, just, yeah, same stuff, just next level. It's getting that good team around you, which yeah. we're realizing right now with the Boxing Burn Academy about getting the good team around you, mm -hmm. around us, and we've just hired Dion. It doesn't matter what level you're at either, if you, because you, I always say it takes talent to find talent, right? Yeah. So like. You have to be talented in yourself to find a talented videographer. You have to know what yeah. it takes and what's required. You know what I mean? Right. Um, that's half the battle. It's like, oh, do you do video? Yes, yeah, and you just hire him, and then he just turns out to be shit. It's like, well, that's your fault because yeah. you didn't take the yeah. time to find out how good that video guy was. Right. Know what Which we've needed. made that mistake uh, uh, quite yeah. a few times by hiring people at the gym, and even a few weeks ago, hiring bad people because the price is better. And that's something that I'm really learning now. Like, you do get what you pay for. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm always one who tries to get the, the best deals on this and best deals on that. Not being tight, but I'm thinking... Tight as cramp. <laughs> but <laughs> but why, why pay someone, let's say, on Upwork, $15 an hour... Uh, sorry, $25 an hour when you can pay someone for $15 an hour? Yeah. You know? But then you... The but be prepared to run into problems. Yes. And it take longer yeah. or take more of your time. Yeah, definitely. So we've, we've just hired someone new, Kira, on our... And our Boxing Burn Academy team, and she said she's give us a, a rate that she charges, and she says I'm negotiable on my rate. Yeah. And I said, no, let's give her a rate. Yeah. You know, let's not negotiate. Let, let's get her happy. Yeah. You know, and where in the past I would have been like, let's offer her this, and mm -hmm. you know, and then we've got then we've brought Dion on board, which which is going to be a great addition to the team. And yeah. Uh, with the Boxing Burn Academy, our education program, I want to be able to. Earn enough money to pay, pay to be able to pay them and get them happy. I think I think if you hire people that see the potential of, of 
business or a company no matter what you're in as well and they don't want to go and work for a corporation and be in an office nine to five right. they want to be flexible with where they work when they work and they 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 see the potential in a small company startups and especially in la there's like so many startups yeah and like all the time. new creative businesses coming out all the time and i think people that get in at that level they're happy to take less because they're like if i can put everything i've got into this company and this job role and do really well and prove to these people that i want this company to grow because if i grow if, if this company grows i grow with right. it you know what i mean it's yeah. not just a dead-end job where it's same salary for the next 10 years and there's no growth potential that's the benefit of working for startups and small companies but with that the better you do and the more you put in that company's only going to grow from that and it, it got grows, to, you grow. You, they've got to believe in the, in the company and believe yeah. in the vision and get on board with that because if you don't really believe in the brand, you're not really going to go forward with Definitely. it. Definitely. You know, and you're not, really give, you're not going to give 100% to it. Yeah. Are you? You're not going to give a shit. So, yeah, I mean, our, our team, how do we get talking about this again? But our team's good now with the Boxing Run Academy. Yeah, I'm excited where it's going. How do we get talking about that then? Well, we talked about like uh, us starting our online programs and hiring people on up right, yeah. in other countries yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Talking about the hiring um, process. And it's like you said, no matter what your your expertise or your skill is or your passion, you can create an online business or you can create a business for that thing that you're passionate about. And right. Th- in, it's 2019. There's nothing that you can't hire someone to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like, oh, I want to do this, but I can't because people don't do that. It's like there's some someone somewhere out there to do anything that you need them to do. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, big time. And it's it's total passive income. Now, now once we've got these programs, now while I've got peers, the and you've got peers, the is the monthly fee of hosting the website. You know, because yeah. it's there. Yeah, it's it's there and it's it's solid. And now it's just on driving traffic to it. Traffic, yeah. traffic, you know. One one piece of advice I'd suggest here is like I feel like people make this mistake. They're like, oh, I've got like. 5,000 followers on Instagram now. I can launch a, a, a brand. I can launch um, a, a company. I can launch like an online program or whatever. And they might know like 20 out of that 5,000. Right. Personally. Mm. And it, it, it's hard to get across like that feeling of like, right, I've actually got quite a few people now who are interested in what I have to offer and what I have to say. Yeah. Right. I've got um what i think twenty one thousand on instagram and it's it's just about that stepping stone where i can finally feel like right there's enough people interested now from the feedback and interaction i'm getting that if i do put something out there's a small amount of people that are interested who will probably be get it or want more info on it right that's and that's took me a good four or five years to get to that point and and 21,000 might sound like a lot of people, but in terms of sales and it being a source for you to promote your business, like it's not. Yeah. Do you know, do you know what I'm it's, trying to say? No, no, it's, I, like I, it's definitely not. But the thing is, <laughs> it, it depends on your audience. Like, you, you, you've got people following you, not because you're posting pictures of your ass or selfies or your food, but following you to get... To learn. To learn. Yeah. You know, you're an education platform yeah. for them, a free education platform. Right. And you know, giving free free stuff out, and and that's again, that's why yeah, we that's what grew. That's why I've grew right. And 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 I'm I'm glad that I took that route with it because that's what I'm passionate about. I love putting stuff out there because and I, I think it's hard to realize that how much stuff you've got up here, right? And then get it out. It's like I always had the um, mindset of like, oh yeah, I know about that. 
yeah, I know how to do that, whether it's boxing or fitness or whatever, and I'd be like, yeah, I know about that, yeah, yeah. And then I just think, like, and then it's only recently I've been like, oh, I could do a video on that, and people like it. I always used to think, yeah. like, if I do a video and I'll throw a jab, people are going to go, and, you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? But you don't realise, you put a video out right. and I'll throw a jab, and people are like, this is fucking amazing. Yeah. Like, all right, all right, nice Oh, one. that's how you do it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's, a, there's a definitely an audience and a demand for it. Yeah. The I stuff mean, that we think is, like, more basic stuff because we're in it day in day out we just forget that people out there aren't in it day in day out and then if they see a video on instagram of how to do it like fuck that's what i need yeah i was i was in the hotel waiting for robbie the other day when i was in vegas and i come up with that video how to get more power in the right hand Mm. just in the hotel lobby not even wearing any boxing stuff just in my gear that's on your instagram on my instagram and it got something like one hundred and twenty thousand views and and i got like 500 new followers because you when you turn your account a business account, like 500 new followers from you that You only post. got 500. Only 500 from that one post, <laughs> board in the hotel. Uh, so yeah, again, it's it's just giving out the knowledge. And the reason why I went and started doing these programs was because people were asking us all the time in the DMs, mm. Tony, how do I get more power in this punch? How do I get better footwork? Have you got any drills for this? Any drills for that? Mm. And I used to answer them all and I'd be spending hours, like this was when I never had a huge following like I've got now. And I spent hours writing write all these responses I was like why don't I just put these in a video package and then just give them it for free and they're like well hang on a minute well I may as well try and sell them and, mm. and that's where this whole thing started Yeah. because now if you really want them they're there all my free content's on Instagram anyway but if you if you want to take it to the next level and get more detailed videos where I've spent time and, uh, and it, energy it, and money it's a form on. of one on one coaching really people yeah. are learning from you directly you it know? is and, and the good thing is you you've got like a personal touch with it. You're not just like a robot when you're teaching. You know you're you're actually there with them. Yeah, and the other thing that I thought about doing, when we've spoke about, is doing a weekly uh, subscription where people subscribe to to me and I give them workouts so they can work out with me weekly or, or, or two or three times a week. Yeah. But then, and I think with that I could do well and charge nineteen dollars a month and make some good money. But you know what? I'm not. I don't want to do it. So there's I'm not. A, there's, there's a lot of um, upkeep and maintenance with that stuff too. You'd be putting a lot of work in um, to get to that point. Yeah, and you know, so I'm. It's just something that doesn't really appeal to us, and something I don't want to do and put the time and energy into. So I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. I, I like. I love doing what I'm doing now. So yeah. I'm going to continue doing that. You know. Same. I'm planning on adding more content to my my work stuff too. You know, giving people uh, more and more combinations, more and more coaching tips. Um, just keep get, keeping that knowledge and the things that I think are valuable for people who do what I do. Uh, keep giving them that content so they keep c- they can be successful in it too. Va- value, yeah. Uh, all right, mate. So what we got next? What's what's coming up next? So we got Austin. Yep. We got England. Well, between then we've got um, Austin in May, and then we've got uh, you're going back to Vegas in June. With hopefully with Robbie I. Yeah, um, and then. We're doing a course at the Box and Burn Gym in July, uh, level one, level two. So anyone watching, you want an excuse to come out to Los Angeles and learn it's how to teach boxing excuse. and do a boxing weekend I'm with us. Home base. Yep, come out and, s- and you get to see the Box and Burn gyms and hang out with us and learn from us. And then um, September, back to Sheffield at the EIS Center. Yeah. Can't wait for that. That was a great course last year. And, uh, we had such a good time, didn't yeah, we? especially that night when we went out with Tiny Price. Yeah, I got to organise another one of them. Um, yeah, and then I think we're looking at booking two or three more in between those. Where so we're we'll looking at we'll 
Oh, the, we've got that one at the... Uh, There's, uh, we're going to be in New York. Yeah, we're going to be in New York, hopefully, in August. That's still to be confirmed. Um, keep checking boxandburnacademy.com if you're in New York or East Coast. Uh, we might be out there in August. Uh, we're thinking... We're talking to someone in Pennsylvania as well. Yeah. Um, possibly Canada. Possibly Australia. Yeah. Possibly Dubai. Did you see that yeah. DMR percent so this morning? International courses possibly happening as well. Yeah, I mean, love it, love them getting these sky miles. So, so we do all this traveling, get these sky miles to get the upgrades. And again, I never got upgraded the other week. Yeah. Is off. But you can get fleet free flights to uh, Vegas whenever you want them now, which is nice. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so. I never told you I bought some toothpaste the day. Vegan organic toothpaste. It tastes like shit. It was amazing. <laughs> Do you know what I was in I was in Whole Foods and they had all these toothpastes. Then they were, they were all like Why does it have to be vegan? What's not vegan about oh, toothpaste? I've got no idea. And they've got all these toothpastes and they're normally around like three dollars each. But it was this one it was like nine dollars for a tub of toothpaste. I was like, How can it be nine dollars? Yeah. I need to try it. You got it. <laughs> so I got it, and it was class. I noticed your teeth are white as shit. I'm like, fucking Well, no, that's from something else. <laughs> that's from a uh, thing I got off Amazon called, uh, it's something. It's a charcoal powder. Yeah. Go on Amazon and, and search for charcoal teeth whitening. It's a powder, right? What you do, you'll brush your teeth, and then you'll then you'll dip your toothbrush in this powder while it's wet, brush your teeth again with the... With the, the charcoal. The charcoal, right? You obviously, your mouth goes black. Then you'll then you'll uh, rinse it all off, and then uh, wipe it with a towel. Make your teeth noticed, gleaming. Notice the difference. Yeah. Wider. M- much wider. Oh wow. Like different level. Yeah, I have to get Diff- on that. Me, I don't know if they'll deal with you. You, you dominoes, but you can try it. I know. Teeth are shit. That's what you get for growing up in England. All got <laughs> fucked up teeth. But yeah, I highly recommend that. You know how I found that right? Because this is how bored I was. I was looking at the the, the highest reviews, googling the highest reviewed products on Amazon mm. of all time and this was one of them like something like 35,000 five star reviews and I was like I need that in my life <laughs> and then another thing I was going to get but I didn't get was the uh, have you seen them rock lamps it's like a, a like salt lamp a salt lamp yeah I've got a couple of them in my house what the, what's the deal with them so the easiest way to describe what a salt lamp does is it gets rid of the negative ions in the earth so like you know when you have um, a thunderstorm mm-hmm. right and all that rain comes down like fast in like 20 minutes and it's gone yeah and then the next day the air is like clear it's like crystal it feels like everything's got like washed out right, right. you know what I'm talking yeah. about we had them storms like in, in English summers and stuff like that that's like n- the negative ions and gone out of the atmosphere so a salt lamp kind of gives that same sort of effect so it's just clearing out like the earth and do you recommend them and they're just I think they're hydrating too because they're made out of Himalayan sea salt so right. it's just more of a hydrating oxygenated air I think and they just they look good and they're like it's like a more eye relaxing light on your eyes do you recommend them I like them yeah they're decent yeah. I, I've not, I wouldn't say I've noticed a difference I don't know but I just like how they look so I spoke about it on a podcast before the Swanick uh, glasses where I'm not sponsored by mm. and you like them right the Swanick I got a pair yeah I've, I've been wearing them like consistent as soon as the uh, sun goes down it starts getting dark I'll just throw them on with the glasses on yeah. it helps with the light and all that and it mm-hmm. helps you sleep do you sleep better I sleep better I've noticed like my brain and eyes and head just feel more relaxed right. like I'm you know what I mean once all the lights come on everywhere in the city on TV phones everything I just feel like it's it's closing it out and it's still telling my brain to wind down I had, one, to I had one of them cannabis gummies last night are you a pothead now 
No, I've, I've had about I've had about six in my lifetime now. <laughs> uh, over the last, you madman, you five months. You're off your head. I'm off my head. Do you know what <laughs> I prefer drink? Yeah, I me think too. It's, it's this is it's better for you than drink. Right. Th- this this cannabis gummy, but I, it is it is like, but I prefer drink. Yeah. Because I'm just like a mom. Yeah. Like I'm tired and and but I laugh at stuff at the telly yeah. like things that you have a better time on them because you think everything's funny and and really good and I'm laughing my head off at shit little jokes which yeah. is real fun yeah but I just don't like the, how groggy you feel the next day or, or then or just in general just, just then when, yeah. you, when you've took when you've like took you can't be asked moving aye yeah. you're just like out I don't ever want to feel like that ever no but but I'm telling you mate it's, it's funny because you laugh at the telly watching maybe some we'll, shit maybe the next episode where it's just you and me will we'll have one of them before we start. I don't know because because we'll be. This be the most boring podcast ever. So like. this is episode. This is episode ninety nine. Oh. Whoa. Oh. Ninety nine. Episode ninety nine. What are we doing for hundred? You Should know, we do a live one. Should we go and like book a venue somewhere and invite like twenty people? Yeah, I was thinking. Film it. I was thinking about. Uh, I was thinking about book, booking the forum at Caesar's Palace in Las Vegas <laughs> yeah. and like get 3,000 people there. <laughs> you know, we'll sell it $100 a ticket, 3,000. We'll make 300 grand. Yeah. Eh? Who'd come? Nobody. <laughs> Sam. <laughs> Sam. Our when friend I'm Sam in Miami would show up. Um, no, but if you have any ideas about what we should do for the 100, um, send, send, uh, send us DMs and get in touch with us about, like, give us some creative ideas what we can do that you like want to see yeah have you got any ideas i'd love to do a live one with this so next to where you live in santa monica there's a pub uh within walking distance like an irish pub and they've got like conor mcgregor mural on the side of the wall i think that would be a good little venue to do the hundreds uh podcast we could like we could set it up for a certain date give it a month's promotion get a few people out have a few drinks and record it live and we could do the video of it too and put it up on youtube i think it'd be a good one the only thing is like the majority of the listeners on this podcast from the UK. And it's fine. They can watch it live on YouTube. They could stream it live on no, YouTube too, and then they can I'll watch it the next scared. day. Imagine if like only like 15 people or 10 people should Nah, it's, we'll, we'll have more than that. I know, but I, I, that's what I would be worried about. Like, I'd be like, this is fucking embarrassing. <laughs> you know, I, I, I would, I, so I, I wouldn't do it for that. See, that's the thing with me. I, my, I'm not that confident with shit like that. Yeah. Uh, if I was super confident, like, yeah, we're getting 50 people there. Yeah. It's free. Buy them all a bevy. Yeah. Uh, but then, nah. We'll sort it out. We'll figure something out. But if you have any ideas what we should do, send send them. So my idea was, uh, and I mentioned this to you before, is there were like a big, long, fucking four-hour thing where we're in the Santa Monica gym having drinks. Yeah. So we could, we could like see we'd start off the first half an hour. Let's see, we start off at two o'clock in the afternoon. Half an hour in, Stephen King comes in for half an hour. Blavi him for half an hour. Then he goes, and it's just me and you for half an hour. Then, then someone else. Then someone else comes in. Yeah, that's not go, a bad idea. Get Brendan Charbin. He yeah. goes. Then you know, keep, just keep it keep, keep it flowing. Get Robbie Williams to come in and sing a song. Yeah, sing Angels for us. <laughs> that would be nice. <laughs> uh, that that was kind of my idea, but imagine at the end of four hours if we're having bevies then, having wine or not. By the so end of the by the by the second hour, it's going to get messy in it. Yeah, we'll probably switch it off. After twenty minutes, it's just going to descend into chaos. We'll, we'll be when I'm turned off, we're going to bore bore digger. It'll yeah. be the worst episode ever. Yeah, yeah. We'll I don't know. Let's figure it out. We'll we'll keep everyone posted on what we're going to do. Yeah, but but that's mad that there's been ninety nine now. Remember yeah. the first one? You were like, oh, I'm thinking of doing a podcast. I was like, oh, you should, and then. I, f- I think you sent me the link and was like, I've just posted the first one, let me know what you think. 
and it was about I think like Sunderland versus it was about me in life Sunderland yeah, versus Delhi. Yeah. So I remember the very first episode that I, that I put out there. I recorded it all, and then I went on to used iMovie, and every time I went, um, um, I'd cut it out, mm. which is a, a lot of times. I'm sure if you listen to this, you're thinking, Are this in um again, yeah. which was a lot of times. So I cut it out. I spent about an hour editing. I cut it all out, so it sounded like so I smooth. So, so I sounded sound really smooth, right? Yeah. And then I'd done something, and I deleted the full thing. <laughs> and I so was you had like, to do it again. Shit, I'm not doing this podcast thing. Yeah. I was like, what should I do? Should I record another one or not? And then I did. I recorded another one with the, left all the M's in. Yeah. But I still, I, th- I think I deleted, f- edited a little bit and put it out there. And then it was like getting very worried about what should I put out. It needs to be good. It needs to be this. Like overthinking the content. Over- overthinking about yeah. it. But again, I'd s- still just put them all out. And then that's what you've got to do. Like I see on the talk, perfection prevents productivity. If you're waiting to do the perfect podcast, you know you're going to be waiting all the time. Yeah. And like the Mark Zuckerberg quote, done is better than perfect. So this podcast now that's going to go out, not windy, we're sitting outside. Uh, uh, is it better to put this podcast out now or wait until it's perfect, do it again in the studio, record it and put it out then? Obviously, not it's better to put it out now. Yeah, just get it out, isn't it? That's, that's the same with everything you do in, in, in business, in life. Done is better than perfect. Mm-hmm. Right? Don't do what I do and overthink the shit out of every single video you're going to post on Instagram. Yeah. So but if you go on my feed, it looks perfect. It looks perfect. <laughs> but he's only got 21,000 followers. <laughs> and now if he posted as much as he should post, you would be definitely on 31,000 right now. I guarantee Maybe. you that. I guarantee you that. Uh, good then, mate? Yeah, good stuff. I hope you have enjoyed that episode. Have a dig through the archives. There's some really good ones in there. Dig out the ones What's you've What's your favourite episode? Ooh, that's a tough one. Um... I can't even think no. It depends what you're looking for. I think like like out of the business ones, I think the Bedros one was really good. I think the Alan Cosgrove one was really good. Yeah, I love that one. Um well the Brian Callum one was just really funny. Oh, yeah. That was yeah. funny. Uh there's been some good ones with me and you just like telling stories. I yeah. think they're they're always like my favourite ones to do. Do you know what? In fact I think this is the hundredth episode because we did a podcast before you delete your one. Yeah, when we got we got drunk and we said stupid shit. Yeah. In he plays when he was living in Brentwood, and uh, yeah, we, that, to oh, delete it. I didn't. I didn't. Didn't. I don't think I uploaded it. I just didn't post it. Well, maybe we should re- revisit that one. Upload, f- no. Go and find it and put Pick it as the hundredth. <laughs> <laughs> as well, what we'll do for the for hundred episode, we'll definitely do a Q and A. We'll 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 get people to send us voice notes. Yeah. And then we'll put the voice notes yeah. on there, and then yeah, and then we'll get that out. That right. good then and people can be featured on the podcast as well. Yeah, send us uh send Not yet, us not yet, not yet, not okay. yet. Because you know, I'll I'll forget about them. I'll put it I'll put a post out soon or and probably not be soon, probably a couple of weeks. Yeah. When we get around and do another one. Uh and then we can do it then. Should we do it before Austin? Yeah, definitely. Austin's April, April. Yeah, we'll do it in April. All right, well, that's it then from the Box Life podcast. I hope you enjoyed that. Let me see how long we've done. We've done <coughs> over an hour. So thank you for listening. Um, if you're still listening right now, you're a, a hardcore Box and Lifer. You're a legend. You're a legend. And send me, uh, send us a, a five-star review on iTunes. Not a four, five. not a three, a five-star review on iTunes. That would be real good. I was going to say it helps the show, but... 
I guess it doesn't really help the show now. Are we on Spotify yet? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Google Play and all that. Can yeah. you leave reviews on Spotify? No. No. But I think we, I th- last time I checked, we weren't. So if anyone is looking for us on Spotify, let us know if you found us or not. Yeah. On YouTube. All right. Until next time, we'll see you later.